Good morning, all, to another episode of Nicole's first and hopefully last science podcast. Yay! So y'all are probably wondering what we will be discussing today. Well, we will be discussing radioisotopes. First of all, what are radioisotopes? Well, that is a great question, Nicole. Radioisotopes are radioactive isotopes. But what are isotopes? That is also a very great question. Isotopes are <clears throat> each of two or more forms of the same element that contain equal numbers of protons, but different numbers of neutrons in their nuclei, and hence differ in relative atomic mass, but not in chemical properties. In particular, a radioactive form of, of an element, says Google Dictionary. However, in short, they are basically different forms of an element on the periodic table. More specifically, they are known as the forms of one element because of the same atomic number, the number of protons, but different number of neutrons and radioactive levels. That is a general overview of a radioisotope. However, today we will be talking specifically about a specific radioisotope called radioiodine-131. Now I know it doesn't sound very interesting at the moment, but I promise you, you'll be very interested when you get hyperthyroidism or thyroid cancer. So anyways, the half-life of a radioisotope Iodine is extremely short, with a half-life of only 8.02 days, making it a, a lot more radioactive than its other forms, such as iodine-129, which has a half-life of 15.7 million years with an M. Crazy, right? I'm pretty sure that's longer than a turtle's life. However, there are also other forms that are even shorter, such as iodine-132 and 133, whose half-lives are 20.8 and 2.3 hours, respectively. And due to its radioactivity, it is one of the most feared fission products to be accidentally released into the environment. The symbol of radioiodine-131 is a raised 131i. It emits beta radiation and decays when a neutron changes into a proton and electron. In other words, it is a beta decay. Iodine-131 is a reactor-produced radionuclide. Although it is easily obtained in pure form as the chain yield of 131 is considerably high, it can also be reduced through the fission of the uranium-235 isotope. After filtration, where uranium and certain fission products are extracted, the filtrate is acidified with nitric acid. Radioiodine is then distilled over and collected, while the rest of the reaction mixture is treated further for separation. So I hope all of you remembered when I mentioned hyperthyroidism and thyroid cancer. Because, see, radioiodine-131 is actually used in medicine to help thyroid issues. So here's how it goes down. The thyroid is a gland in your neck that produces hormones that regulates your body's metabolism. But when you suffer from hyperthyroidism, the gland produces too much of those hormones, resulting in an accelerated metabolism. And Although I don't see any problem in that because it would really help out my scale back at home, it apparently causes nervousness and moodiness, also increasing heart rate and blood pressure. If any of you listeners out there have ever heard of the Chernobyl nuclear explosion way back when, you may know that the high radiation levels contributed to a lot of thyroid cancer, as it is one of the most dangerous fission products to be released into the environment. Experts believe that radioactive iodine-131 was responsible for 46% of the activity dispersed after the nuclear explosion. To prevent more iodine-131, 
The affected took and absorbed non-radioactive iodine pills to saturate the thyroid. Oops. So now you're probably wondering if it contributed to the increase of thyroid cancer patients, how is it supposed to cure it? That is a very educated question. So the patient swallows a small dose where it is absorbed by the bloodstream and then taken up by the thyroid where the isotope starts doing its business. But the thyroid will only absorb a very small amount of the radioactive iodine-131 after it is saturated with non-radioactive iodine, therefore avoiding the damage caused by radiation from radioiodine-131. And after the treatment, the patient will be able to leave the following day, although close contact with persons is advised against, especially those who are pregnant and small children. So for those of you seeking medical help for thyroid issues, I hope this helped you. And for those who are just here for the science, I hope this inspired you. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the rest of your sunny morning.